1 Samuel chapter number 20. Uh, let's stand. We're going to read one verse. And that'll be the first verse. 1 Samuel, the 20th chapter, and the first verse. And I am excited. I don't know how God will preach this tonight through me, but I'm excited to show you this. And I believe tonight it'll help you at some point or another in your life. 1 Samuel chapter 20 and the first verse. And David fled from Nahath in Ramah and came and said before Jonathan, notice this question, what have I done? What is mine iniquity and what is my sin before thy father that he seeketh my life? I'll read that one question again tonight. What have I done? Uh, and then I want to preach that tonight. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I love you and I thank you for loving me. Thank you for how you've uh, spoke to my heart in these days through these texts. Lord, thank you tonight, God, for the Holy Scripture. Thank you for the Holy Church. Yes. God, for a holy people. God, not because we're somebody, but because we have a holy Christ in us, making us holy Christians. God, we thank you for that tonight. Thank you for salvation and sanctification and the Spirit-filled life. God, thank you tonight for the Scripture. Thank you tonight, God, that you are interested in moving in our lives. Now, God, feed us as we study, as we preach, as we learn the Scripture tonight. Help us, God. We'll love you and we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Again, I want to state that question that that, that uh, David asked Jonathan. And the question is this, what have I done? Uh, what did I ever do uh, to deserve what's going on yeah. in my life is right. what David was yeah. essentially asking Jonathan. Right. Uh, David wanted to know, as a matter of fact, this is not the only time David asked this question, what have I done? Right. This is not the only time David questions the persecution in his life yes. that as far as he is concerned is unmerited persecution. Yeah, it is right. undeserved persecution. It is uh, persecution in the life of David that David, as far as he can recollect in his mind, has done absolutely nothing to deserve. Right. Uh, I want to say to you tonight that David is right. Uh, in his uh, mindset of I've not done anything. Yeah, because yeah. at this point in David's life, David has been outstanding and David has been upstanding uh, in his uh, spiritual walk right. with the Lord. David uh, has been an outstanding example, a shining light yeah. of integrity and character and Christianity. Yes. And David has been generous to Saul. David has been gracious to Saul. David has been good to Saul. Right. And yet Saul is absolutely intent on uh, killing and destroying David. And so David asks this question again. What have I done? Have you ever tonight had somebody that was supposed to be on your side? Somebody that was supposed to be in your corner? Yeah. Somebody that was maybe a part of your family or your close relationship of friends or maybe in your church or maybe in your community or maybe where you work and there was a day when they loved you but you find yourself asking, what have I done? What is it that has merited this animosity, this 
anger, this frustration, and this desire now to kill me instead of love on me. I believe that's what the Apostle Paul was talking about when he wrote over there and said there was a time when if I had need of it, you'd put your own iron yeah. wall out uh -huh. and gave it to me if you could. Yeah. But now because I tell you the truth, you hate me. Yeah. David is saying, what have I done to Saul to deserve this hate in my life from Saul? Yeah. Right. I want to say to you tonight uh, that there are times when we have done wrong. Yeah. Somebody help me right there. Right. Right. You cannot play You cannot play the card of what have I done all the time. Yeah. There, you're human, I'm human, yeah. and there will be times in your relationships, in your marriage, with your children, with your friends, with your family, with uh, your co-workers, yeah. when you'll have to yeah. take some blame every right. now and then right. and say, I have done. And David was willing to do that. Right. In 2 Samuel 24, when David sinned against God in numbering the people, instead of asking the question, what have I done? David said, I have done wickedly. Yeah. See, David right. was willing to admit when he was wrong. Right. But the problem is, is David is not wrong right now in our text. Right. Uh, everything that Saul hates David for uh, is nothing that David has done intending to cause Saul to hate him. Right. As a matter of fact, the more Saul hates him, the more David tries to love on Saul. Yeah. The more David tries to restore yeah. the fellowship and the bond that they once had. Right. The more David tries to encourage Jonathan to let Saul know that I'm sorry and I'm not trying to overstep my bounds and I don't want you to hate me. But yet Saul continuously hates David the yeah. more. Right. David said, what have I done? Yeah, right. uh, I want to ask you again tonight, maybe, uh, and, and let's preach to you the way God put it in my heart, maybe you've got a family member uh, and there was a time when they loved you and you've done nothing but right by God as far as you can tell. And if you knew that you'd done something wrong, you'd let them know and you'd apologize to it. But you've searched your mind, you've searched your heart, and tonight you can bow your head before God, right with God, knowing that everything uh, that you could do to restore that relationship you have done and they've not accepted it and as bad as you can't stand that they've not accepted it, uh, you left asking the question, what have I done? Yeah. Right. I, 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 listen, I'm pastoring in the 21st century tonight and there are men that are left holding the bag and saying, what have I done when their spouse has run off and left yeah. them? And there are ladies that are left holding the bag when, when, when their husband has run off and left them and they're saying, what have I done? There are mothers and fathers right. whose children have rebelled and turned against them and they're left asking the question, what have I done? There there are friendships and relationships and they change and that is a part of life. But I want to say to you, I have the answer for David's question in David's life. Yeah. Amen. Now David is in the same boat we're in. David is not looking at his life through a book like we are. Yeah, right, yeah. Boy, wouldn't that be good if you could read the end of your book to see how this stuff turns out. Well, yeah. it may not be that good. You may not want to know how everything goes. Right. But wouldn't it be good a few times to be able to get a little insight on why in the world is, what in the world is going on? Why has this relationship that I depended on changed? Why has this friendship that I depended on changed? Why has this covenant between a father and son or a mother and daughter or, or, or between a husband and wife or, or all, why uh, why does my family now not like me when they used to? Right. I can't answer all them questions, but I can tell you I know why Saul despised David. 
And it may give us insight as Christians when people turn against you as Christians. Uh, when people when people no longer uh, befriend you, people no longer that used to walk with you no longer walk with you. People used to go with you where you were going no longer go with right. you. And I want to give it to you tonight out of our text. And I want to say to you that I believe I have the answer. And the answer is this, David. If you're asking what have I done here, is what you've done. Number one, you are abundant in faith. You are abundant in faith and it has struck a chord in the heart of Saul. Right. Yeah. You remember when David marched down there uh, to the valley where Goliath was from Gath yeah. and David marched down into that valley with a slingshot and before he went down there Saul, that, 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 that man, uh, uh, I don't remember his height, was it seven something foot that Saul stood, King Saul, I mean he was a giant of a man himself. And Saul, with all of his army and all of his armor, looked down in that valley and listened to that giant curse God on a daily basis. Hear what I'm about to tell you. He listened. The king of Israel looked down into that valley and listened to that giant curse his God, his, his, his chief in commander, yeah. uh, his uh, omnipotent Lord. Saul listened and watched as Goliath cuss the very name of God Almighty and his armor and his army stood there silently and right. would not walk into that valley. Right. They were afraid and they did not believe God was big enough to take care of their giant. Let me say it like this. They believed in God but they sure didn't believe God. Yeah. Right. Right. You know there's a lot of folks that believe in God. As a matter of fact the average person you meet if you ask them they'll believe in God. Right. And they'll believe in, in being a Christian uh, uh, as far as, as what we would consider, what the world would consider being a Christian is. Uh, they talk about going to church. They talk about believing the Bible. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is there's a whole lot of folks that believe in God, but they've never learned to believe God right. and right. take Him at His word and do what He says and honor Him by faith yes. in their life. Yes. Yes. And Saul believed in God, but Saul didn't believe God. Yeah. Right. Uh, Saul didn't believe God was big enough to take care of that giant. Right. You say, how do you know that? Because he didn't go down there and fight that giant. Right. If Saul believed that God of glory was big enough to take care of that giant, Saul with all his armor and all of his army would have walked down into Goliath's valley and would have cut Goliath's head off with his own sword yeah. himself. And yet he sat there trembling. He sat there fearful. He sat there afraid of the giant. But here comes little old David, that little old teenager shepherd boy of the Word of God. Describes him as a ruddy boy. Uh, here comes David with a slingshot and five smooth stones that he just picked up out of the brook uh, uh, just a little while before. Right. And he comes down there and says, I'll go down there. Who is that giant cussing my God? Don't he yeah. know that the yeah. God he's cussing right. is a God big enough? Uh, he's the God and it's big enough to knock him over on his head. Right. And Saul hey, said, You're no match for that giant. And David's brother said, You're no 
match for that giant. And David said, boys, you got one thing right. I sure ain't. But my God sure enough is. Amen. And if y'all won't trust God, I will. Right. Hey. David went down there with that slain shot and took one of them five smooth stones out of his pouch and he hurled that smooth stone and it hit Goliath right square in the head. And listen, the law of motion is that if you're standing here and something hits you this way and knocks you backward, ain't that right? right. But David hit him with that with that slingshot, and the Bible said that Saul fell face forward. He fell, he fell on his face. And yeah. David took that so you yeah. say, Prince, what do you say? I'm saying when David walked out there by faith and did what he could do by faith, God did what David could not do. And when he pulled back that slingshot and it hit Goliath in the head, I believe that the that the breath of God blew on the on Goliath and blew that big old giant down on the ground. I believe God carried him inside the back of the head and he hit that ground and David killed Goliath that day with David or with Goliath's own sword. Right, right. And Saul saw this. And boy, it was a great victory as far as Saul was concerned in the moment. Until the dust settled. And Saul realized that that boy did what I never would have done. That boy did what I never could have done. That boy did what I was not willing to do because I was afraid and did not trust God. And Saul began to recognize that that young boy David is moving and operating in faith. And when he saw the faith of David, it made him realize his lack of faith in his own life. And he began to despise David because of David's faith. There are people in your life, if you you say, Preacher, I got saved and started living for God, and all of a sudden my parents turned against me, my boss turned against me, my 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 and these people are supposed to be Christians, my 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 friends turned against me, people I thought were gonna go with me forever. Uh, uh and, and that may be the case tonight. But there's a lot of folks that believe in God, but they don't believe God. Right. And they're not willing to do what you're willing to do. And they would never trust God like you've been willing to trust God. And if you give them long enough, they will turn on you as Saul turned on David because they are fearful of the faith that you have in your life and they're mindful of the fact they don't have it. Yes, right. You never realize tonight what envy will cause somebody... Yeah to be and will produce in someone's life when they begin to envy what God is doing in your life. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot of friends, Seth, that I went to college with and men that I started with. And as God began to bless and as, and as I began to serve God, by, I, I remember one time uh, uh, I remember one time when I went to Bible college and went home to visit family. I made a I made I made a tremendous leap of faith to go to Bible college. And one of the young preachers from our church, uh, uh, I, I'd gone home to visit, and he said, "Well, what have you learned, big educated man, in Bible college?" And that kind of bothered me. I thought, well, what in the world is this problem? What I, what have I done? That's what David had. What have I done? What have you learned, big educated Bible college man? Down there at that that Bible college. They taught you how to preach. You didn't know how to preach. You had to go down there and learn how to preach. That's what they said. I said, oh, I I didn't mean to learn how to preach. I've been doing that before I got down there. 
Well, why did you go down there for? And you know what? That man never was willing to leave anything for God. That man never was willing to serve God. That man was never willing to do anything by faith. And people that aren't willing to trust God by faith will always despise and absolutely hate anybody that does. Right. Right. Yes, right. Amen. You surrender your life to live for God. Yeah. And your family will say, well, hey, we're Christians. We don't have to go all out. Why are you? Is anybody here made tonight? Yes. Hey, I mean, we're, we go to church and, and we don't dress like that. Why do you? We go to church and we, we don't abstain from that. Why do you? We go to church and, 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 we don't, and we don't do that. Why do you think that you're so much better? What Saul was saying is I can't stand David because David is everything that I know I ought to be, yeah. but I am not and I'm not going. Saul could have been the very same thing David was. He had his opportunity. Right. But he blew it. Yes, yes. Right. And people that blow their opportunity despise somebody that takes theirs. Not always, but many times. Right. Saul hated David's faith because David was abundant in faith. Not only that tonight, but watch this with me. Not only did he hate David because David was abundant in faith, but because David agitated fear. The more David lived for God by faith, the more victories God wrought in David's life, and the more victories God wrought in David's life, the more that Saul realized that this boy is better, this boy is bigger, this boy is badder than I ever was, and it won't take long, and folks are going to stop listening to me, and they're going to start listening to him, and it won't take long, and Saul became afraid of the faith. In David's life. Right. Yes. Do you know tonight that your faith, if you have real faith, will absolutely scare the fire out of some people? Right. I'm not talking about believing in God. I'm talking about believing God. Right. Amen. You go to believe in God, asking God for big things that they never asked God for, and God goes to do it. Boy, ain't that one. I mean, you said, for sure, ain't that big of a thing, but I'm pretty sure that's a big thing. God just knocked $900 off of our ticket. That's Amen. a big thing. Yeah. Did that, probably that on Saturday and our Sunday, and God did that, and I'm going to give him credit for everything that he does yes, in my right. life. Amen. But there's somebody going to say uh, in your family, or, that's just a coincidence, or that's just yeah. a, why, what, what have I done, David said. You ever, you ever, you ever, you ever looked and questioned and said, what, what, what did I ever do? And the truth of the matter is, is you've done nothing but do what God wants you to do. But people that are not doing what God wants them to do despise success in your life by the fruitfulness of your faith. Yes. Right. When God begins to produce fruit in your life, it's a product of faith. Yeah. People that will not let God operate, or they will not operate in faith because they don't believe God, will get fearful of what your and they'll always be the one the negative listen I know we all have negative fears and I know we all have negative anxieties and I know we all question and wonder and doubt but don't always be the one doubting everything under the sun that God's trying yeah. to do in your life right. don't be the one trying to doubt don't, don't you ever try to do something for God and somebody out of nowhere come by and just absolutely knock all the wind out of yourselves yeah. because you're trying to believe God and they don't believe God never have yeah. Yes. Amen. That's where Saul was. And if you yeah. get down to the root of the matter, you know why 
they don't want God to do that in your life, it's because they've never allowed Him to do it in their life. Yeah. Right. And if they and, and, and if they never let them to do it in their life, they don't want to be outdone by you because you let God do it. Yeah. Right. Yes. Nathan, there's a hundred. Uh, Anthony, there's a hundred teenage boys that could do whatever you fellows that are hundreds of them that could be or do whatever God lets y'all be. And if you do it long enough, they'll have to come up with a reason why they despise what you're doing to make an excuse for why they never did it. Yeah. Amen. Right. Amen. I, I'm preaching tonight. People make excuses for what they know. You know, people leave our church sometimes, and it's not because they're mad, and it's not because they it's not because they didn't like the singing or the preaching. But sometimes folks just leave because they get carnal, and it's easier to sleep in on Sundays, and then they go to sleep in on Sunday night, and they just quit coming. And 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 and, and the truth of the matter is, is if you were to get down to the root of the matter. It's just really because they got lazy right. and they didn't want to come to church anymore. Right. But they can't tell that. Yeah. They can't be honest. Most of them, not some of them will, but some of them will be honest with you. But most of them can't tell you, well, I just didn't, I just didn't feel like getting up this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I can count on that many fingers the times I've heard that excuse. Yeah. No, I mean, it's very, very few. Does anybody exercise just didn't feel like getting up this morning? Yes, right. It's always like, right. Man, the dog stole the car keys and, and, and ate them, and then we had to take them to the vet to get them out. And by the time we got done, I was too late. <laughs> and, but they can't tell that. Yeah. And so what are they, they got to find a reason. Yeah. And they'll make up a reason. Boy, you better, you better listen tonight. You better be careful when you go to making up reasons why you can't be a Christian. And the truth of the matter is, it's because you didn't have enough character to be. Right. And so you got to attack. You got to attack people in your life that are Christians and run them down to make you look like a better Christian. Yeah. You've got to. You've got to. And, and listen, this may not be shouting preaching tonight, but it is preaching. Yes, time. It is preaching time tonight. And, and and I know I'm in order, and I know I'm in, I'm in line tonight. And you can take it however you need to take it, or go with it however you need to go with it. But listen to what I'm telling you. You you David David uh, Saul had to make excuses. He had to run David down because Saul didn't have no faith. Yeah. Right. He had to run David's faith down. He had to run yes. David down to make himself look better in front of everybody yep. right. because he didn't have what David had. Yeah. Yes, right. right. And he could not tell it. I hate Saul. I hate David because I'm jealous of David. You imagine King Saul ever admitting he's jealous of David? Yeah. Right. Brother Rusty, Saul would have never in a million years said, I hate that man because I'm jealous of him. Right, yeah. Amen. But that's what it was. Yes, and so Saul had to despise David almost secretly. And then when he did do it out loud, he had reasons behind. Well, he's going to, he's going to, you know, they've done this and they've done that. And he had to come up with make up excuses to kill David. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, the problem wasn't David, it was Saul. That's right. I want to ask you a question tonight. And I, I hope it cuts to the heart because it needs to cut to mine and yours. Does the people that you despise that are Christians... Is it really them or is it you? Hmm. Boy, that needs to cut to my heart too. Do they sing better than you do and that's why you despise them? Do they make more money than you do and that's why you despise them? 
Do they, do they fulfill what you never fulfilled? Do they do what you never did? Do they create what you never created? Do they become what you never became? And you despise them? And the truth of the matter is everything you've made up is stuff you've made up, but it's real jealousy. Yeah. Envy in the heart of Saul destroyed the kingdom and took it from him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. He hated David. Yeah. I believe if Saul had done right, David would have waited his turn and God would have let David yeah. wait his yeah. turn. Right. Yes. Saul had already decided a long time ago we're going to do right, and here comes David. And David said, "We're going to do right, and we're going to serve God, and we're yes. going to live for God. We're going to do it God's way, and we're going to honor God. We're going to give God glory." And the more that Saul saw it, he wanted to love David because he knew that David was God's man, and he knew that David was operating in the power of God. Yes. But he realized that David was being what Saul should have been and never was. And the more he saw David, the more he despised David, and they spoke in your family and where you work and even where you go to church that'll act like that towards you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When you're living in a single wide trailer and, 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 and newly married and poor and you're a young preacher, you're not going to fight that problem. But when God begins to do things, if you have faith and you trust Him, and God does things that He's not doing in most people's lives because of lack of faith, one of these days, a whole group of preachers is going to say, oh, you think you're somebody, don't you, Jeffrey Boone? Yeah. Right. I love the everywhere I go. Well, it must be nice to have that life with a preacher. I was in a meeting last week and a friend of mine come to hear me. He's kidding, I think. Actually, I don't know. I think people say what they mean in kidding, yeah. but they're really not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> right. You can find out what somebody thinks about you when they kid. Yeah. They're really not kidding most of the time. They're saying what's in their heart. They're saying it jokingly so it don't offend you, right. but it's really what's in their heart. Oh, I'm preaching a mouth for yes. the truth tonight. I'm going to sign my own Bible. Amen. Amen. Boy, I ain't going to sell it. I'll sell it. He said, must be nice to be a preacher. I said, well, it's wonderful. Yeah, I bet I'll make it all up and running. I said, I, I, said uh, I said, come on, buddy. Let's trade shoes for a little while. <coughs> Let's trade. Well, I better be careful. I better be careful. I'll tell you something, man. All these folks that you're in then may not have it as good as you think that they do. Yeah, it's right. just God pouring blessings out on because they're yes. listening to God. Right. Brother Rusty, all them boys that stayed in Alabama never went. Now, some of them supposed to. But all them boys that never did nothing for God, never stepped out. Yes, and, they, and, they, and they're going to keep on. And 20 years from now, they'll do the same thing right, that yes. they're doing right now. And they'll yes. hate you. They'll hate you. Right. Yes. Well, I'm telling the truth. Yes. I'm telling the truth. <clears throat> And it ain't no sad. Listen, it's wonderful being a Christian. It's wonderful being a child of God. Amen. But I'm trying to let you know tonight down there where you work, why they despise you. It's because you've got something they don't have. Right. Right. Call yeah. faith. Yes. Amen. Your faith is working. And God is producing stuff in your faith. And through your faith. And he ain't doing that for them. Right. And they're mad at you because God done it for you, but he could do it for them. Yes, sir. They won't let him. They won't trust him. They're believing in him, but they won't believe him. Right. 
And they'll joke with you. They'll kid with you. They probably ain't kidding. Yeah. There'll come a day, Anthony, when even in your own family, somebody said, well, I remember when Anthony wasn't such a stick in the mud. I remember Anthony, boy, he cussed with all of us, cut up with all of us, <laughs> run with all of us. Now he goes down there at that church and he quit all, I don't know if you used to cuss and all that stuff, but then you're saying. <laughs> now he's different. Boy, Anthony, I think it, and then I'll go say stuff like this. Boy, I've heard this. Oh, that's just a cult down there. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. just a cult down there. They're against everything. Right. Huh? Yeah. Right. Truth of the matter is, what they're saying, I ain't against nothing. Yeah. And I'm mad that they're against something. Yes, sir. And I ain't got nothing from God, and I'm mad that they got something. Right, yeah. And, 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 and listen, there are cults in this world. Yes, sir. They are. And, right. and, 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 and there is wicked, messed up, bad doctrine. But come down to the house of God. We, we do what we do, not because we have to to honor a man, but we do what we do because we want to please the man, right. the Amen. Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yes, Amen. You know why folks say what they do? Because it's what's in their heart. Right. Amen. You better be careful tonight. Your heart will let it be known what you're really thinking. Yeah. Even when your mouth don't. Right. right. Yeah. Yes. It's a little bit tight in here tonight. And it's probably because I'm doing a little bit of plowing tonight. Yes. And it ain't mean preaching. I've done my share of that. It's true. But boy, I believe it's right on. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. But it's right on. Amen. Amen. Well, Seth, there have been men that I didn't like. And the Holy Ghost said, Won't you like it? Cause, Lord. Look at him right there. Look at him right there. And the Lord said, well, Is it envy? You don't like them because they got something you don't, or they're doing something you're not? Yeah. Right. They trusted God for big things, bigger than you trusted God for, and God could have done that for you, but you didn't trust Him. Right. They did. Yes. Listen, there's some folks tonight I just don't jihaw with. We just I, we don't vibe. We don't, and, and that's one thing. You 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 don't have to run yeah. with everybody. Right. And listen, I'm I'm not. Somebody told me one time. I said, I'll tell you why you don't like that contemporary movement. You're jealous of it. So somebody told me. I said, the problem is, is in one day, I could have what they have. Right. I said, but it'd take them a long time to get back to what I've got. Yes, sir. Yes. Amen. Amen. Right. Good preacher. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. That ain't jealousy. Yeah. I could drop every standard I got tonight and put some disco lights in here and have us a little party zone and a rock and roll band and, and, and book some some liberal 88.3 group and have them come in here. Yeah. Help me right there. Yes, sir. Have them come in here and I'd pack this place out. We wouldn't even be worried about moving back in there. We'd have to build us a sanctuary. Right. But it'd take them a long time. Yes. I mean, it'd take them a long time yes. to get back to righteousness right. and holiness right. and godliness and cleanliness. Yes. And that King James Bible, they split their whole church if they ever stood up and said we're standing 
on the King James Bible right. and we're standing on godliness, righteousness, yes. and, and honorable things of God, they right. split their whole church and start over. Amen. Right. Of course, I hope I'd split our whole church if I ever made a stand on the other side. I, I hope every one of you'd walk out of here and say, I ain't coming back. Our preacher's gone liberal. I hope you got enough God about you tonight and enough grit about you tonight. If I ever went liberal, God help us tonight. Hallelujah. If I ever went liberal, yes, that you'd say I love my preacher and I thank God for the man he used to be, but he done lost his ever loving mind and he done sold out the word of God and he yes. done sold out separation yeah. and holiness and godliness yeah. and he done sold out the right things yeah. and, and I love him, but I can't go there no more. Amen. 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 Yes, Boy, I hope if I don't instill nothing else in you, that when you grow up, you'd say, praise God, my preacher had a backbone. My preacher stood for something. Amen. And, and, and when everybody else was making fun and mocking, he kept on standing for it. Yes. Yes. Hey. They'd say, what have I done? Yeah. What have I done? What have I done? I'll tell you what you've done, David. You had too much faith. And you brought too much fear to those that didn't. I done about got to the place when I find out somebody's saying something, but I about got glad. Used to bother me a whole lot more than it does. Still bother me because I'm human. Help me right there. Yes, but now I get thinking every now and then. There must be something going on that bothers them. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. I'm having a good time preaching tonight. Yes. Amen. Must be something that we're doing that's bothering them. Otherwise, they wouldn't be talking about yeah. it. Right. Amen. And they're bothered. Yes. Yeah. You know why they're bothered? Because somebody believed God yeah. and did what God told them to do yeah. and didn't pray about it for 25 years yeah. and then have 17,000 meetings to discuss it. And, and, and then sit around for 45 years and, 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 and contemplate everything and then one day decide, all right, we may do something. No, they said we're going to trust God hey. and we're going to believe God's big enough. Yes, we're going to believe God's good enough yeah. and we're going to believe God can honor some hey, things hey, yeah. and just went ahead and did what God hey. said to you. Amen. 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 Yes, God did what God does. Yes. And then they ain't got nothing to say. Amen. So they got to make stuff up. Yeah. yeah. They got to make stuff up. If I could hunt down every lie told on me. I talked to Brother John Norris today. We was talking. I was in the Bible last week. He came here to preach, and uh, he said, which I thought was an honor. And he said, uh, he, he called me today. Said, boy, I enjoyed that preaching. I said, man, I so appreciate it. He said, man, you was right on the money. I said, thank you. He said, I'll tell you what. He said, uh, he said that kind of preaching. He said, you either walk into somewhere and they'll say, boy, I love him and want to hug him, or they said they want to take a, a bat and hit you upside the head with it. I said, I know it. He said, that's the way I want to live. He said, I want to walk through my town and he want to love me or hate me, but I don't want to be mediocre with nobody. Right. Yes. I want to be the kind of man. You ought to be the kind of man or woman or Christian tonight that the folks in your community either love you or they despise you because you're hey, doing something right. for God that they never would do. Yes. Yes. Hey. Amen. He had too much faith. He brought too much fear. He had too much favor what David did. Yes. At the end of the day, it was just God saw that in David and said, well, I think David will trust me. When yes. he said, and, he, and he did it. Listen here, boys. He did it in a field 
There's nobody there, Brother Dan. You, you tell me if, I'm, if I get this wrong, preacher. He did it in a field, and nobody was there but David and a handful of sheep. And God said, I wonder if I send a bear over there. If David will run off and leave them sheep, or if he'll stand up and trust me against that bear. And when David was just a little nobody by himself, God done sent a bear yeah. and a lion. Right. And David fought that bear and that lion and killed both of them. Yes, sir. Amen. Listen, I don't know where you come from, but where I come from, you see a bear or a lion and you don't have a gun? You run. <laughs> you run. <laughs> hey, that's right. Yes, man. As a matter of fact, if you have a if you have a gun, and you're that close to them, you run backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're sitting in a tree and you've got a good side on them, you know you can shoot them a long ways off. You shoot them, but if not, you move backwards pulling that tree. Yeah. Unless you're a boon and you probably try to bear wrestle, <laughs> catch it by the tail. <laughs> Ken to Daniel Boone is what this outfit is. <laughs> well, that was Davy Crockett, wasn't it? Killed him a bear when he was only three. Hey, y'all didn't, didn't even get that. Oh, it was Daniel Boone's family. Davy Crockett killed that bear. <laughs> God said, I put him out there in that little field and nobody was there. Yeah. And he, lift, he listened to me. And he lived for me. And out there in that little field where nobody was at, he took that harp. I know the same harp. It's a guitar, but it's a stringed instrument. He took that harp and he played that harp. Yeah, right. Amen. And he made music to God when nobody was watching. Yes. And he worshiped God by faith. And it was just him and God and a handful of sheep out there in the field. And he worshiped God by faith. Yes, sir. And that bear came and that lion came. He stood up and said, you ain't taking my sheep. Yeah. Right. And God said if he'd stand up for his sheep, and if he'd sit out there and write that music and play that harp when there wasn't nobody watching, Amen. I think this one would be a good king. Yes, sir. Amen. And God had him anointed and put his favor on him. Yes, sir. And said, I'm going to use that one. Amen. You know what happens when you say, I ain't going to school there no more. Because God said. Not because I'm better, but because God said. Yes. God says stuff like, huh, they did that for me, didn't they? They put a little bit of favor on them. Amen. Right. Yeah. Did that for me. Amen. And I, I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna date that one or run with that crew or yeah. go to that place because God said. And God says stuff like, I think maybe I may pour a little bit of favor. Right? I'm going to leave all my friends and family. I'm going to go be what God wants me to be, and I'm going to move four hours from home. Amen. And I'm going to be broke. And, and, <laughs> that right? <laughs> I'm going to be broke. And I'm going to struggle. Amen. And I want to tell you something tonight. That heart playing business get God's attention. And when that struggle's coming along and you stand up and say, I just want to thank God. He's been so good to me, and you play that harp. And God says stuff like, you know, I want to thank you. You've been good to me. Hey, <laughs> yes, sir. And we would never say that, would we? Yeah. Uh, I ain't been good to God. Yeah. But God says stuff like, 
David's over there saying, Boy, God's been so good to me. And David, God's over there saying, Boy, David sure has loved me. He sure has been good to me. Yeah. And David's playing that harp. Yeah. And David's fighting them bears and them lions. They do it by faith. Yeah. And God's over there saying, Where's that, where's that anointing oil? I'm going to pour that over on David. Amen. Samuel, go get that oil. Pass all them big brawly brothers of his. They're big mouths anyhow. They ain't got no sense. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have no sense. They didn't have no faith. I'm about done preaching. They didn't have no faith. Right. And David walked down there. Eliab, his older brother, made fun of him and said, you just come over here to be a big shot. Get back yeah. home to the sheep, you little yeah. shepherd boy. You ain't got no sense. But boy, David had a lot of sense. Eliab didn't have no sense. I never hear much of Eliab again. Right. Boy, you sure heard a lot of David again. Yeah. You? Yes. David's over playing that harp and God's pouring that anointing out. Yeah. And Saul looked and realized that David's obedience by faith to do right, God had poured something on David that Saul never had. It was his glory and it was his power. Boy, you get around somebody tonight with glory and power on their life and you don't have it, it'll do two things. It'll either make you want it bad enough to go get it or it'll make you despise them. Right. I want to ask you tonight, mm -hmm. let those with power on their life encourage you to go get it. Yes, sir. And it don't come free. Right. And it don't come easy. Right. You'll have to make some bold stands. Yes, sir. You'll have to decide Jesus over everything else. Right. But he'll pour it out on you. Pour it out on you. One of the most anointed preachers I know, Brother Mark Stroud, had a baseball My wife's pastor had this. Had a baseball scholarship. Mark Stroud had a baseball scholarship. Y'all know him. Man, a big old man. I mean, he hit that ball, had a base, good at football, had a scholarship to play at Georgia Tech. Holy Ghost of God had called him to preach. He told that coach one day, he said, Boy, I like playing this ball. He said, well, The Lord's called me to preach, and I can't go to college. I've got to go preach. I've got to go to Bible college. Hey, I'm going to tell you something tonight. That man preached all over the country with the power of God on him. Yes, sir. Yeah. Right. I don't mean everybody's got to do that. But everybody's got to do what God said do yes. more yes. than what they thought they ought yeah. to do. Yes. Amen. Amen.